All right, guys, good morning. Um, so we are going to uh, be doing, we are going to be looking at Ephesians 6.15, but uh, last week we talked about the breastplate of righteousness. It's hard to say breastplate of righteousness, especially since I'm under pastor best, and then it just doesn't translate very well. But So... Uh, um, the breastplate of righteousness is the imputed righteousness of Christ. We put it on by faith, right? So that's the, your, that's the faith you had at salvation, right? That you got the imputed righteousness of Christ. And then by, by daily reckoning, right? I have, to, I have to then take that and just like, just like Chris was saying, I'm, I'm going around the pole so he can see me and then... <laughs> So, <laughs> so, uh, it's fun. So we've got technical issues. We've got logistical issues, missing T's on our emails. I mean, it's going to be a good day. This is when this stuff is happening, the Lord's going to speak. So, uh, um, reckoning ourselves dead to sin and to our flesh and reckoning ourselves alive unto Christ, alive unto God. And then the breastplate of righteousness enables us to stand against the devil, right? That's what we were told, put the breastplate of righteousness so we can stand against the wiles of the devil. I'm going to say, go and watch last week's recording, because Pastor, or actually not last week, it's the week before, um, but these are recorded, so you should be able to see that, and, and we can talk afterward, because uh, um, I usually go long. So, <laughs> Ephesians 6.15, so this is what we're going to talk about, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And so, so right off the bat, I mean, wh what does this mean to you? What do you think, what does it sound like it means? Be prepared, walk, and sharing the gospel. Yeah, so it's it's kind of plain, isn't it? Be prepared to share the gospel as you walk, walk out, walk through your life, as you walk out your walk with Christ, right? So, so you know, on the surface, it's not crazy. Uh, it's not hard to understand, but uh, true to God's word, it's... It's a deep well, right? There's riches we can mine out. So if you look, there's a couple verses. So Isaiah 52, 7. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, that bring good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation, that saith unto Zion, thy God reigneth. And then later on, Paul uh, also, he, uh, he quotes this. How shall they preach except they be sent? As, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things, right? So, so how beautiful are your feet? Have you, do you know the gospel? I mean, every Christian knows the gospel because you, you had have to know it because you received it, right? But are you sharing it? Because people need to hear it. 
and it's, it's a good thing. Your feet will be beautiful, not like this. And I would have put a picture of my own foot up there, but it'd be worse than this. So I stayed away from that. <laughs> so, uh, um, and, as, and for your salvation, don't, don't ever get over your salvation. That's something to, just like in the Old Testament, things would happen, and, and you hear these stories about it, and they put this pile of rocks, and this pile of rocks is there unto this day. Okay, that's, that's putting something for us, that's putting something in your memory. Remember that thing that happened, so that when things get hard, when you're wondering and you're going, is this really right? You, you go back and you think about that thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. God was speaking to me. I know that I'm, supposed, I'm here where I'm supposed to be. So, so what does it mean to be prepared? So I would hope... A very common response is when somebody accepts Christ, what do you think their first question is? Where do we go when we die? Okay. What's that? Well, so hopefully if they've accepted Christ, they, they know that. You've, hopefully you've shared that through the gospel, but what do we do next? Right, so, yeah, I mean, I remember that for my life. Actually, it was a little bit different. It was more like, oh, my Lord, I've wasted my life. <laughs> that was the first thing I thought. And then it was, what do I do? <laughs> Lois? Yep. Yes, that's right. So when this question comes up, are you going to have an answer? Do you have an answer for what do you do next? When you share that gospel and they go, yes, I believe. What do I do now? Do you know what to tell them? So that is that is discipleship is that that teaching of uh, uh what comes next so the first thing is we need discipleship right we need somebody to tell us first okay what what do you do this is what you do but then as we're learning that we need to be thinking about, okay, so someday somebody's going to ask me this question. So as we're learning, as somebody's teaching us what do we do, I need to be thinking about, okay, so how am I going to convey that when it's asked of me? So get discipled, learn how to disciple. And not everybody is a gifted teacher. Um, I'm kind of shocked that I'm up here, but uh, so, somebody came to me and told me, it's like, Scott, you, you need to do this. And so I, I did. Okay. But I mean, not everybody's going to be a pastor. Not everybody's going to be a teacher. But God has you doing ministry. 
He has a place for you in ministry. There's one body with many parts and you're a body part. And so you can absolutely teach what God has taught you. Whatever God has taught you, figure out how to teach that because there's going to be another body part like you, right? I have five fingers on this hand. They each do about the same thing, right? So figure out how to, how to teach. Understand that you might not have to teach everything, but you got to teach what you know. And then again, not everybody's going to be a pastor. And so you're not, you might not be a counselor, but when you, somebody, somebody accepts the gospel, what do I do? And you start teaching them what to do. Well, lost people, I know my life was a mess. When I got saved, I had certainly not as bad as some other people that I know, but I was in rough shape. And so I needed biblical counseling. And it, it's something that we all kind of need from time to time. We're all going to, we need to be brought in remembrance of those basic things that help us to, to walk the path of life. So, so you know what struggles you have. And somebody's going to counsel you through the, hopefully, somebody's going to counsel you with the Bible. And you're going to learn those things. Well, so the comfort God has shown you, you're getting that comfort so you can give that comfort to somebody else. So as you're counseled out of the word, again, when you're receiving that, initially you're, you're going to receive it just to kind of help yourself <laughs> to get through. But go back and remember that and be ready because somebody else is going to need that same help. And you're going to be there and you're, you're not only going to have the word, but you're going to have experience. And that's, that's very powerful. So, um, so in the verse, right, we are talking about the armor of God. And so armors for protection, right? So there's, there's got to be some aspect of protection in this verse, right? It doesn't quite make sense for us to talk about the armor of God, but then there's no protective quality in, in what we're talking about, right? So if you search on the word shod, which is a funny word, you don't really use that every day, you know? Marla, you know, said, hey, you know, I, we need to go to the store. And so I answered back, yeah, let me just shod my feet and uh, we'll go. Uh, that doesn't happen. I don't, yeah. <laughs> so, but if you go and you search on the word shod, there's only four references. One of them is Ephesians 6.15. One of them is in Mark, and it's just Jesus sending out the 12 apostles, and he says, hey, shod your feet with sandals. Just, just wear one pair of sandals, take one cloak, right, and go. So there's not a whole lot there for protection, but Ezekiel 16.10 
So I clothed thee also with embroidered work and shod, these, shod thee with badger skin and I girded thee about with fine linen and covered with thee with silk. So I really should, I should have gone into the, the backstory. So in Ezekiel, um, all the time, right, we see this repeated theme of Israel turning their back on God and they go off worshiping idols. And so at the beginning of verse, uh, the beginning of uh, chapter 16, God is rebuking Israel. And then he starts into all these things that he's done for them. And this is one of them. So if you look up badgers, skins, you actually have to put an S on skin. You'll get quite a number of references. And all the references are in Exodus and Numbers. And they all have to do with the tabernacle. So the tabernacle, it had all these coverings on it. But the outermost covering was badger skin. So why do you think that is? What would that outer covering do? Remember, they're out in the middle of the desert. Yeah, it would, it would actually probably help with temperature. I heard something else too. Yeah, badgers are tough. Yeah, I don't want to run into one. <laughs> I'm, the weather, yeah, the dry. I'm thinking this outer skin is just there for protection. I mean, we've got ram skin dyed red, and we've got you know all this pretty stuff underneath, and then we've got this hard brown thing over the top. That's a shell. That's for protection. The other thing you find is in numbers, uh, it talks about all the implements, right? The candlestick and the table of showbread and the, the ark itself, uh, all the, the snuffers. And, and I mean, they had all this stuff that was all about the tabernacle. And I mean, they're out wandering in the wilderness, right? So, I mean, they're packing this stuff up on a regular basis to travel. And so when they would pack it up, that was numbers was all about how to pack this stuff up and everything of some stuff got like covered and then put in badger skin, but everything had badger skin around the outside of it. And so it's protection. So uh, um, I don't think everybody went to all church retreat. There's been a lot of talk about it. So what did, it was George Grace, I think. What did he say about the tabernacle? Trotter. Oh. Yes. Oh, yes. So, so the question is, yeah, so the question is, did Moses receive instruction to do it this way? And yes, that is absolutely correct. In, in Exodus, that is what that is, is God telling Moses, this is how I want you to build this thing. And in Numbers, it's God telling Kohathites, when your job is, to pack this stuff up this way. So yes, it's, this is God's direction.
And so, uh, um, so Trotter was talking about praying through the tabernacle. And if you think about this, this is, the tabernacle was all about the worship of God. This is where the Israelites came to worship God. We need to protect that. We have to protect our worship of God. This is how protecting that worship is how we're going to be able to walk. If we're not protected, if we don't protect that time worshiping God, if we're not giving him thanksgiving for what he's done, recognizing who he is, we're going to trip on something. So, and then, uh, um, so the last use of that word shod has to do with the gospel, the gospel of peace. So again, in Second Chronicles 28, uh, it's a bad time for Israel. There seems to be a theme here, doesn't there? It's a bad time for Israel. Ahaz becomes king. Ahaz is not doing what's right in the sight of the Lord. And so the result of that is God sends an army in and Judah gets their tail kicked. So there's captives, there's captives being carried away to Samaria. So it's actually their brothers that have come in that God has used to uh, uh, correct them. And so there, there's all the spoil, and there's all these people that are being taken to Samaria. And the prophet, there's a prophet there. So quickly about prophets. So what is a prophet? What is a prophet? What does a prophet know? What does he do? Speaks for God. So if he's speaking for God, what does he have? He's got the word of God, right, which is important. And so, and then something else that, that prophets do from time to time is they intercede for others. There was uh, uh, Elijah and Elisha were big on this, right? So uh, Elijah, there was a uh, a widow that came to Elijah and said, hey, there's a, there's a famine in the land. I need help. And so he fills, uh, he fills a pot and says, here, dip into this, and it'll never fail until the drought's gone. And, and she, she believes. And so he's, so he's interceded for her. She's asked for help, and he's interceded. Well, that sounds like us, doesn't it? We, we have the word of God and we learn it. We give it to others and then we intercede for others, right? We intercede for the lost, begging God to, hey, you know, there's this person in my life. I know you want to see them saved because your word says so. I want to see them saved. Will you do something? Will you step in there, intercession, in, interceding? The other thing is, is uh, you know, all our all our little hurts and you know our needs, right? It's not just lost; it's also 
the people around us. You know, I've got a bum knee. I think between uh, Pastor Best and I, we'd be one person in a wheelchair and one person, whole person, because he's got a bad knee, I've got a bad knee. And <laughs> but we intercede for each other, right? So the prophet Oded. So what about the prophet Oded? So as they're marching out, God speaks to Oded and said, hey, those people that just kicked our tails, those people that just, just took us, took us captive, go up there and talk to them. And this is what I want you to say. I want you to go up there and say, look, I've used you to judge this people, but the way you've done it is bringing down, I've seen it, and it's bringing down judgment on you. You want to you want to think twice about your treatment of these people and what you're doing. Um, does that sound a little frightening to anybody else? <laughs> you're going to go to a power, right? So I mean, they were a superior power when the fight began, and they've won. They're way superior now <laughs> because your numbers are dwindled. You're going to go out there. You're going to step up there, and you're going to rebuke them and tell them what they're doing is wrong. This, is, this has got to be in the flesh. It has to be scary. So if you're going to be a prophet for the Lord, you're going to be asked to do some uncomfortable things. You're going to be asked to go some places that maybe you wouldn't want to go. Uh, you're going to be asked to, to speak when it's not comfortable to speak. I love what Brian Clark said. He decided, took a methods of evangelism class. And the one thing that really stuck with me, stuck with me hard was, he said, when you go to share the gospel with somebody, it's going to be uncomfortable. Every time. Every single time. Just be ready for it. Just, just go ahead and go through it because you're, gonna, you're not going to feel like it's smooth. It's never going to be, it's never going to be a good feeling. Just go and do it. See where it leads. Don't worry about the, un, the lack of comfort. So be ready. Uh, there were people that were, that were naked there. So Chris talked about, right, if we don't have all the pieces of the armor, right, partial, partial protection is the same as no protection. Okay, but if you're actually naked, you've really got no protection. I mean, it's, you can't even get the illusion of protection, right? That's how the lost people are. That's how the lost world lives. They have no protection at all against the devil. So we need to, st we need to step up and help cover them. And through intercession, so Oded, he does, he, he steps up, he says to the, 
the invading force, hey, look, you're going you're gonna to be judged for what you did. And they actually, and they hear the word of God and they respond. And they go, you know what, you're right. This isn't right what we're doing. And so through that intercession, through stepping out into a situation that's uncomfortable, but doing, doing God's word, uh, the people got clothing. They got food. That's the shod and shod them. Uh, they had clothing. They got food. They were anointed. Right? So anointing is the, usually that's, that's the Holy Spirit. Right? So this could be like an indication of salvation. People came to Christ through this intercession. Uh, the feeble were carried on asses. So they didn't, there were people that were actually just fully cared for. <clears throat> so this is a good thing, right? And, and the other thing I want to say about the, the peaceful, the gospel of peace. If you look, I didn't get a chance to fully study it out. Look up gospel. There's a whole bunch of different kinds of gospel. There's the gospel of God. There's the gospel of Christ. There's, I mean, there's a lot of different stuff there, but I was watching the postscript and uh, which is a, a weekly uh, podcast that Midtown does. And they were talking to James Fife, who was here last week. He was a missionary to Pakistan, their home now. And he was talking about one of his experiences there. And so, He's a missionary. So, I mean, he is very focused on sharing the gospel. And so he was there with three, three friends, and he's talking with them about the gospel. And, I mean, his mind, he's, he's always focused on how do I get that conversation around, right? He's, he's uh, um, wise, as, wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove, right? That's what he's, he's striving to be. He's there talking with his friends, and he's talking about, oh, okay, so what do you believe? Here's what I believe. And they're kind of going back and forth. And, uh, um, and he, he gets them in this logical, he gets them in a logical corner, which in America is great. I mean, because we're like the Greeks. We, we seek after knowledge, right? And so if I can come to you, and I can say, hey, what you're doing is wrong, and this is exactly why it's wrong. A lot of times that's received well, right? It's like, oh, I didn't realize there was some information I didn't have. Thank you for sharing that information with me. Now I can do the right thing. Guess what? Most cultures in the world are not like that. Most cultures, and, and Muslim in particular, uh, it's an honor-dishonor system. And so if you tell somebody they're wrong, that can be viewed, often is viewed, as dishonor. And so now they have to do something to regain that honor. And usually it ends up in a fight. They'll, they will fight to get back their, get their honor back. And so he got them in this corner 
her and it turned into a fight. So now it's, I mean, he's maneuvering for the gospel, but he actually maneuvered them away from the gospel. And that's when he figured out that he was in a dead end street with his back to the wall. <laughs> and all of a sudden he was afraid <laughs> thinking I might not make it out of here. What he says, what he learned from that is, is that is focus on the redemptive quality of Jesus Christ. Because that, and that is the one thing that no other religion can offer. No other religion says you can have salvation. You can know you're going to heaven. You can know it. You can have a relationship with God now and know that you have that relationship. And so that's a gospel of peace. If you steer people that way, look, I know where you're at, but hey, I can get you, I can show you a better place, a place that's, that's, that's safe, right? And it doesn't have to do with, with honor or dishonor. So, so there's that, that protective nature of, of having feet shod and having that gospel of peace. So, um, so I do have some, there's plenty of time, praise the Lord. Um, so I have some, some discussion questions. So it's kind of kind of what I was talking about, right? What do you need to be fully prepared to share the gospel and disciple? So let's think about that stuff. Do you have a question? Okay. No, no, we're gonna we're gonna break up into groups. So this is why I want you to discuss in your groups. So, uh, are you worshiping your Lord, and is your worship protected? Uh, what do we need to do to protect that? that time. 